And now, from the Daytona Beach News Journal. And he is a lap away from the checkered flag in the Daytona 500. The voice of NASCAR. Austin Dillon wins the 60th running of the Great American Race. Daytona Motor Miles with Ken Willis and Godwin Kelly. Hey, it's Godwin Kelly here along with Ken Willis, and we're doing the Daytona Motor Mouse once again. How Hello. About, how about you, Ken? Hello. How about you? Where Did are I miss you? something? Was I supposed to be listening on the headset? <laughs> no, you're just supposed to uh, respond to me oh. and say, hey. Hey. It's good to see you. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Well, it's another week, uh, and we're back in the pod, and uh, guess what? Kevin Harvick's still in the news. We're going to talk Keelan Harvick. I got a little uh, little something to say about Keelan Harvick, all right? Uh, you calm down over there, annoying. Zach Dean. Zach angry, Dean is joining angry. us in the uh, Sixth Street studio. Uh, we're going to see which of uh, who among us might throw his uh, hat in the ring to uh, be the new NASCAR CEO, if indeed there will be a new NASCAR CEO. Uh, we'll chat a little bit about that because that's still an ongoing saga. Uh, I want to talk about uh, I want to talk a little bit about TV numbers from the previous week. Uh, you have a we're going to play a sh- little interview that you did with an Xfinity Cup driver that Xfinity Cup Xfinity Series Xfinity Bush. Deal Bush Series. Uh, <laughs> what Bush was his series. name again? Smitlack. Garrett Smithley. Boy, does that not sound like a uh, like a English child actor? Yeah, it does, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, that we did that yesterday i edited it down because we had a lengthy discussion and you got uh, it down to about an hour yeah okay so all right we're gonna do that and when we get closer to that Gavin's gonna explain to us why in the hell he's talking to garrett schmidtlack and <laughs> then we're gonna uh later on oh speaking of interesting we got to talk about the greg biffle trial before we go away today and we'll play the birthday game and we'll do all that starting here in just a minute hey, back for what do you know Gavin? what do you know what do you know? The Irish Hills, man. The Irish Hills. The Irish Hills of Michigan, right? Yeah. Uh, the lush Irish Hills. I used to always see. I used to always see it as the lush Irish Hills because so, uh, I knew the PR guy there, and he liked writing the word "lush" and "Irish" in the same headline or same lead. And I thought, yeah, aren't you clever? So, anyway, Harvick wins again. Uh, he's at seven. One of the questions NASCAR this week, which is uh, in newspapers worldwide, um, says. Canada, if it's in Canada, right? I can say worldwide, international. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, weekly uh, page put out by us, and uh, one of the features is a little uh, little panel question, two man panel, not a big panel. And we, uh, I think one of the questions was Kevin Harvick got a seventh win in the lush Irish hills of Michigan. How many will he end up with? There's what 12, 13 more races to go this year. How many will he end up with at season's end? Will he get the ten? You said yes. I just said no to be contrary. I said nine will be his limit. That does not mean that the ninth won't come at Homestead for the championship, right. but I'm putting his uh, his limit at nine. And he could get, without winning again, he could probably get all the way to the final round because he's piling up so many playoff points. So, But anyway, what do you think? You think ten or more? Well, as you know... Uh, he when he won, he won three in a row, two in a row. He won two over four. Um, so he wins when he wins. He wins in bunches. 
So he's coming off a win. He's going to a place where he has won. Um, Bristol. Yep. Then uh, there's a week off. Did you know that? There's a week off? That was randomly thrown in there. I remember looking at that a while back thinking that it was a blip on the schedule, but there's a week off. There's a week off. It's odd. And then then the Brickyard? Then the Brickyard is the season finale, regular season. The Big Machine Vodka? Yeah. Brickyard presented by Firestone? Yeah. Be there. Yeah. Thinking about it. Yep. So, um, anyway, they've got these... uh, They've got these three races. Yeah. Because uh, there's Bristol, Darlington, and Indianapolis. Right. And uh, so that'll finish up the season. Sounds now, good on paper. Bristol and Darlington will be now, good. Indies is always dull. One thing that... Look at you. got the page in your So head. I've got the, the cup standings. Mm-hmm. And um, Kyle Busch is at the top. And... Uh, Let's see, 62 points behind him is Harbick. And if I think people forget that if you win the regular season championship, you mm-hmm. get bonus points. Yeah. You know? I'd forgotten that. Yeah. So there's if you're if you're looking for motivation yeah. for from Kevin Harvick to win races, mm-hmm. there there it is. There she blows. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these guys, I mean, generally they don't need motivation to win. I mean, these these guys are always even now and in, in in the modern generation of racers are still a little bit different than the rest of us. I mean, any race they, they're in, they want to try to win it. It's just in their blood. What really sucks is the you know the twenty five or so of them that enter a race each week who know they can't win. That's that's the hard part, you know, at this level. 20 or 25 guys every week go out there. I'd say 15 to 20 guys go out there and know that they can't win the race today. There's another 5 or 10 who know everything has to go absolutely perfect for them to have a chance to win. And then beyond that, there's about 10 guys who think they should win at any given week. How's that for a lot of math at you? Wow. Yeah. I can just, all these equations. I can sit down like, with the roster. I could break that down for you. That might be a chore one it, day. I might do that. Sounds like a fun story. This It's just I see equations in my head right now. Yep. Yep. Need the big old grease board and some uh, some orange chalk, and uh, I could do you, it. You need 40 fingers. No, I'll get it done. I'll get it done. All I need is <laughs> a little bit of chalk or one of them, whatever, the grease pencil or whatever. Yeah, we'll do it. I'm dead. I just thought – I just thought of a good story there you go there you good go good story idea there just you bloomed be. there you go or it was seeded anyway reaped sowed <laughs> i don't know what it was so anyway uh harvick wins again now we're moving on uh, now we've seen this is how these things evolve these stories is now we're talking about who will replace brian france if he does not come back as ceo of nascar and i'm far from convinced that he will not i i think he's it's 50 50 you know give or take but uh um see a lot of interesting names out there i was reading uh you know you in, in today's news journal you had a story and, and a f- couple of the names the obvious are people who are high up on the food chain there now brett brett Dewar, steve phelps uh, uh steve o'donnell that 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 group maybe lisa france but i ass- assume she'll stay on the speedway side at isc um <clears throat> but our kind of off kilter one was uh, Jay Fry, who who's the head of uh, the Indy Racing League or the IndyCar Series. He's over there now, kind of managing that, and he was in NASCAR for a long time on the team side, as Very a team long. manager, Very general manager, time. and all that. Has a lot of knowledge of that garage and a lot of 
uh, contacts. Everybody knows him. Everybody likes him. Uh, he's he's uh, knowledgeable of it all. And now he's had some experience running, albeit a smaller race organization, a race organization, the the IndyCar series. Right. So he was kind of our off the wall, off the wall pick, I would think. Or was there anybody else on your list that would be considered? Well, you'd, you'd have to say Joey Chetwood, yeah. the third. Yeah, is kind of off the Except wall. He's still ingrained. I mean, he's still he's on the ISC side. He's been he was president of Indy Speedway, Daytona Speedway. He built uh, Chicagoland. Yeah, he oversaw so the he's been, building yeah. of Chicagoland. Yeah, so he's he's been intimately involved in the in the racing business for a long time and prior to that you know he was involved you know in, in some form or fashion because his family was in the automotive business for a long time through the joey chitwood thrill show so he's got a lot of energy he's got like positive energy yep. right young knowledgeable he's in, he's in well his known. 40s yep he's he's got a lot of energy you uh, mentioned that yeah i'm sorry three times huh? knowledgeable twice you've not known and uh well known twice well known it's twice and uh we'll go back over these one more time he's, he's, he's respected in the garage area there Whoa, you go there there's you a new one that's good we gotta throw out there, there. you go so I mean, but but then i read today our buddy bob pockris former news journal uh staffer who's moved on whatever happened to him i was reading uh reading his thing in espn.com and uh, he was throwing these uh out of the box uh possibilities out there and there's some people, some executives who used to be involved in racing, and they've moved on elsewhere. But you know, maybe could be lured back. But the most interesting one he he threw out there. Did you see his story? Yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was uh, was uh, uh, Yates? Yates. Yeah. <laughs> Doug yeah. Yates. Doug Yates. I drew a blank. I hate that. Um, yeah, it's like when you're on your your radio and you your satellite radio and you get behind a tree or something yeah it's like that's what happens to me every now and then it's like i get behind a tree and i can't think of doug yates first name so anywho i only i only worry about that is is if i have uh unusual leg pain because the two of those things are you know oh really yeah 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 could be going down going down anytime yeah got sore legs today for absolutely no reason other than the fact that it you know might be some dreadful terminal disease that's attacked me overnight so yeah, I feel like I caught a double header yesterday. Yeah, well, you know that's the problem and the beauty of getting older is, you know, you wake well, up. I can't wait. You go, you wake up, and it's like you've been in a ten rounder with Muhammad Ali, and you for no reason. You know, there would be no reason because nobody watched that. I don't think. <laughs> so your thoughts? Uh, I put Brian France returning as CEO at fifty fifty. That's not to say he won't return at some level. But running the sport, I put it at 50-50. What do you say? And then we'll move on. Okay. I think, uh, and again, again. I, I don't, we don't have any, you know. Knowledge. Knowledge. That goes without saying. Yeah. yeah. So this is. Did a, not have to give that. This, <laughs> this is, we have to say it's speculation because we don't want don't people. to say to, anything, but go ahead. All right. So with that being said, in my mind, he, he comes back. Uh, like as the chairman and he's running like the media side because he's got the he, he put together to help put together the three big tv contracts yeah. how about if it. he came back and ran the media centers <laughs> he was like passing out passing out results conduct you know be doing the moderating during interviews yeah, yeah. But, but i think, that would be something i think just based on what we've heard from yeah. 
the drivers and some car owners about Jim France being at Michigan last weekend mm-hmm. and how much they enjoyed that and, you know, his accessibility and whatnot. So I think with that in mind, I don't think you're going to see Brian France back as CEO. Oh, uh, did you see the TV numbers last week? They were down again. Michigan is like 1.6. But I bring that up to bring this up. PGA Championship numbers were up like 83%. They were well over six, which was higher than the Daytona 500 was this year. Even. Wow. And it's a major championship, but it's a PGA Championship, which now we traditionally just, gets less. Can I, can I ask you a question? Yeah. All right. So this is just Sunday only. It's not Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I think it's Sunday. Yeah. It's not an average. Yeah, it's, it's just Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, it's Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, there's an obvious reason for this. It's the Tiger Woods factor. You know, he started the day near the lead and got right up there at it. And, I mean, he's there. And so people tune in to watch – people would tune in to watch Tiger Woods on the putting green before they'd tune in to watch Brooks Kepka win the PGA Championship. That's just a fact of life. Right. So I think the uh, – and, and so the PGA Championship TV viewership was about five times larger than the Michigan NASCAR race. And that's the type of thing doesn't you know doesn't didn't used to happen and doesn't always happen now. But I mean you know they the golf <clears throat> a non major non Tiger golf tournament PGA Tour event the numbers would have been similar to the Michigan numbers which was a one point six for NASCAR they're usually run right in that range give or take. So uh, but anyway I think the obvious answer to all this is somebody needs to buy Tiger Woods a race car, <laughs> right? Tiger Woods Motorsports. Yeah. Now, and here's here's the thing with, with golf, they could not make a Tiger Woods happen twenty something years ago, because it's golf. I mean, you got to go out and post a score. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who your sponsors are, who your team owners are, uh, your coaches are. None of that. You have to go out and do it. So it has to happen, as they say, organically. In racing, this is what boggles my mind. In racing, you could almost make it happen. You know, you could make get a unique superstar out there. You could almost, and I think they sort of tried it with Danica, but it didn't quite work out. So maybe I just defeated my own. <laughs> he did. I, I think I had a great theory, and then I, then I put, God, who needs enemies? <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't need a debating partner. I'm debating myself. Yeah, they tried it with her, and it didn't quite work. So now what are they going to do? I, that's, I come back to buying Tiger Woods a race car. That's yeah. all I can think of. Well, if he's the owner. Yeah, but you watch him on the tee. He drives it left, drives it right. He'd be good on road courses. Yeah. <laughs> he goes left, he goes right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Did you ever read Weathering Heights? No, did not. Was that okay. something you had to read in high school? I just wanted to know. That's all. Did you have to read it in high school? Of course. It's one of those must-read in high school books. Well, then no. The answer is no. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I did not read Paradise Lost. I did not read uh, Mice and Men. I read that much later. Uh, I did not read one of the others you had to read. So this is a uh, all exp- explains a lot. Old Man in the Sea. That I read. You know, and it, obviously, God, it's only like twenty pages. For God's sake, Catcher in the Rye. I read that, I read that when I was like old older. I went back and read. A f- I went back and read a few of these. Yeah, did not like all of them, but I did go back and read a few of them. Yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, my son made me uh, when he was going to Stetson. He made me read F. Scott Fitzgerald's book. Yeah. So uh, The Great Gatsby? Yeah. Yeah. And How about he, me pulling that one? And he can So literary. The, the last paragraph, yeah. He knows it by heart. Yeah. 
Well, he's got that going for him. Yeah, I, yeah. See, I can't do stuff. See, like he that. could go. Yeah, he could walk into any bar between here and uh, and uh, Ames, Iowa, and just thrill the locals with his knowledge of F. Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> well, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all well, we're going to move on. Yeah, yeah, please. And then we're going to come please. back and we're going to talk a little bit about, I want to talk a little bit about Keelan Harvick. And uh, and then we're going to uh, we're going to have your interview with Dash Riprock or whatever his name was. What was his name? Garrett Smithley. Okay, he's a Bush Series driver. We're going to have that. Uh, we're going to play that for you. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. And we'll do all that right after this. Welcome back. Motor Mouse. Daytona Motor Mouse. Ken Willis, Godwin Kelly. Uh, my problem with the Keelan Harvick thing from Michigan, I, I I don't dislike kids. I like kids. And I thought it was cool how he let it, you know, he you know this old boys weekend that they had, you know, I guess mom stayed home or maybe she had a girls weekend somewhere. And, uh, and Keelan had a big weekend, which culminated with him getting to grab the checkered flag, jump on the in the passenger side of dad's race car, ride around, wave the flag, go to victory lane, go to the winner's interview and all that. It was a great moment. It was cute. You know, as they say, you know, it's good every now and then for a change. Right. My problem's going to be if everybody else decides, well, I'm going to do that, too. And before yeah. you know it, everybody's kid is is gumming up the interviews and uh, and, and and just in the – because eventually, it's just a matter of time. Today's cute kid is tomorrow's kid that's in the way. Well, let's see. Uh, Truex doesn't have a child. Who are we talking about? Martin Truex. Martin Truex. No kids. Junior. Kyle's got a young one, still too young to do all that. I think Kyle yeah, Busch, probably yeah. he's probably what three or four. Yeah, Logano's uh, kid is too young. Yeah, how about Boyer? Boyer, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Keelan, Cash, he's got Keelan, a kid named Cash. Yeah, Keelan and Cash are like fast buddies. Keelan and Cash. <laughs> <laughs> Keelan and Cash. Oh my goodness. Yeah, fast buddies. Brokerage firm. It's like a payday loan company, Keelan and Cash. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's my only problem with that is I hope it doesn't uh, metastasize. Yeah. Into, uh, everybody's got to see how – look how cute my kid is. Drives me crazy when you see campaign commercials or any kind of commercial and they drag their little kids on there and they start yapping. And it's like, all right, you're not the only – you're not the first person in the world to have a kid. We've all had kids, for God's sake. You don't have to show off yours. I keep mine under wraps. In the attic. <laughs> Ah. Oh, my anyway, goodness. I do not keep them in the attic. Can't get anything in that attic. It's full of <laughs> Christmas stuff. <laughs> just stand in that corner and don't don't move. <laughs> Mom and Dad have company tonight. You should stay right there. Uh, All right. Now, uh, Garrett Smithley. See, I got it right. Yes. Explain to us who he is and why you talk to him, and well, then we're going to play the interview. Okay. So what's fascinating about Garrett Smithley? I don't know. That's why I asked you. Is the fact oh. that... Uh, in high school, he got his confidence by being in musicals and plays. And Thespian. Yes. So uh, he was. He got the lead in the in, in his senior year. He got the lead part of. I think it was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, something like that. Yeah. Wasn't that Willy Wonka? Or whatever. I don't know. I forget. South Pacific. You're asking me stuff. I went. There's no business like show. (laughs) The fact is that because of uh, theater and chorus, he got his confidence 
yeah to be a, a race car driver which i that's the normal procession yeah, yeah so i thought that was sort of odd and then uh, if you go back and look at his record this year yeah in xfinity yeah um he drives the uh, johnny davis number zero car and it finished fifth at daytona in february well, the, only six cars finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he was around for the end. Top five. <laughs> <laughs> he was around for the end. Yeah. So uh, Good for him. he said, you know, uh, if they're, well, they, so anyway, what I did is uh, he was available yesterday, Tuesday, and we had a nice little chat. And uh, because we're both so chatty, yeah. me and Garrett, Garrett and I, mm-hmm. Garrett and Godwin, <laughs> uh did to, you know that Orson Welles beat out Richard Petty for the lead in Citizens Kane? Citizen Kane. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so anyway, I, this is the edited version of our oh, interview. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. So, Down to how, so, how? How much? How long? So we've got. Should I get comfortable? Yeah, it's it's uh, about six minutes. Oh, I can handle that. When we talk about his uh, That's Daytona what he says. run, yeah. He t- we talk about his season to date. He w- last you're week, gonna tell us what we're gonna talk about, well, then we're gonna hear it. Or? Well, uh, last week, uh, it, it I merged it all together, so it's gonna be a little choppy. But, um, last week he was one of the he may have been the only guy that ran at mid Ohio and Michigan, yeah, he ran mid Ohio Xfinity or the Bush Series and uh went up to Michigan and did a cup race, his third cup race of the year. And, uh, and then we talk about his theater background. So cool. it's a you know it's pretty cool. He's right. a neat guy. And due so. to the uh, pending choppiness, the captain has uh, <laughs> asked that you return to your seats and put on your seatbelt. <laughs> we should be through this and Goblin promise six minutes. Here you go. Fifth in the season opening uh, Xfinity race at Daytona, which was a crazy race. Crazy. Um, now, yeah, it was uh, that that was quite a race, and we had a lot of fun. Uh, especially at the end of the race. Those races, just you never know how it shakes out. And uh, it was just, it just, we picked the right lines and we kept getting restarts and kept getting restarts. And I think there was, uh, we just, we picked the right lines. I think we had a really big push from Daniel Suarez and uh, ended up fifth. And heck, if we had one more lap, we might end up in victory lane there. So we always pride ourselves with how well we run on the, on the Super Seaways, they finished fifth in, in the first Daytona and finished tenth at Talladega. We're, we're poised to get another top ten at Daytona before we got wrecked out the second Daytona race. But um, we always focus on those big Super Speedway races as races that we feel like that we can capitalize and uh, pick up some more points on. We've had some really bad luck in the past. Uh, you know, really, this this whole summer has been a, a struggle for us. We've had some electrical issues and some mechanical issues and. Um, some blown tires that was kind of out of our control. Um, at, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're a smaller team on the city side, and it's uh, it's it's definitely a challenge to run with those big teams, but, um, but we feel like we do a pretty good job with the budget that we have. And, uh, you know, we just, we're just trying to do the best we can so we can knock off those top 15, top 20, top 25, runs you know those are those are really really good days for us and really we just need to keep the cars in one piece to to keep improving our program so we've definitely stepped it up quite a bit from where we started at the end of the year and uh and you know we're, we're steadily improving every week and uh this month is a little bit different because of the road course stuff i don't have a whole lot of road course experience but 
Um, but it's uh, it's it's been fun and challenging, and um, you know, hopefully by the end of the season, we'll be uh, right there running with uh, running with our teammate Ross every week, and um, really just want to build as much momentum going into next year too. Uh, this past weekend was um, quite difficult because I was racing two different uh, two different races in two different states. I ran the Xfinity race at Mid Ohio on a road course, and the Cup Series at, was at Michigan. So um, that was a whole different set of challenges. But um, the the thought process behind it is is the same. It's uh, you know it, you know trying to make a race car go as fast as you possibly can, and you know feeling out the car. And everything like that um you know at the end of the at the end of the day it's uh you know the same mentality with the cup series it's just a little bit faster the the aero balance is quite a bit different where you know the cup cars are a little bit more unstable in in traffic and um and that definitely uh definitely plays into effect but um but it's fun i've, I've been having a blast learning the cup cars and i mean i, I mean it's it's the cup series it's, it's the top of the top i i still can't believe that I have an opportunity to, to do that and drive in the Cup Series. So it's been great. And I think at the end of the day, it's really, really going to help my Xfinity side as well. I'm looking at your list of sponsors. Um, how involved are you in getting sponsors for your Xfinity program? Uh, I am I'm very involved uh, from you know step one, really. All the sponsorship, almost all the sponsorship that's on my car are, uh, are deals that... Uh, that I've done or done in the past relationships that I have. Uh, Flex Seal is our big sponsor on the team side, so whenever Flex Seal is on our cars, uh, that's a team sponsor. But everything else, with uh, with Fame and um, and Trophy Tractor and uh, and some of these companies. Early this season, we had some other team sponsors come on board, but um, Fame is our big one. Fame-USA.com. They're an education program for for manufacturing, and um, they've been really good to work with. We got eight races with them this year, um, and, and hoping to grow. So, um, sponsorships the number one, uh, you know, number one thing in racing nowadays. It's uh, it's all about you know how you market, you know what you can do for sponsors, and uh, you know really that's that's what makes these cars go around. So. I've really started focusing on that side the past few years, and uh, it's been good. I've learned a whole lot about business and learned a lot about marketing, and and uh, it's 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 been cool to learn something different. Yeah, absolutely. I actually have been doing theater long before I started racing. I started doing theater probably five, six, seven years old, and uh, I didn't start racing until I was fifteen. I did uh, theater up until uh, I was out of high school. Or, until senior year of high school, um, and yeah, it, it definitely did give me the confidence to, you know, when I was up on stage, I was performing and singing and dancing and doing some different things, you know, in front of hundreds of people. And um, really, you're doing the same thing racing-wise. I mean, obviously, it's a little bit different, but even doing interviews and doing TV and doing you know public speaking and and you know not being nervous in front of people and the fans and things like that. You know, theater really played a big role in uh, in myself being a successful race car driver. I feel like I have some different skill sets that some might not have, and uh, I try to use those to my advantages and uh, definitely one of my strengths. So, 
theater has definitely played a, a instrumental role in, uh, in my life and in my whole racing career for sure. Well, you th- you think NASCAR could be your highway to Hollywood? <laughs> I I always did say that it's it, it would always be really cool to you know appear in a movie or a TV show or something like that, and you know obviously with a little bit different skill set, maybe that could turn into something else. So hey, who knows? I'm up for anything. All right, Garrett Smithley. Now we know him. Yeah, I would yeah. not have known him. Yeah. He's, he not only uh, he, he got us right through, you'll get that in big time auto racing. Took yeah. us right through the segment. Right, exactly. Yeah. Thank you for steering us through the segment, Garrett. And uh, we'll be back. And uh, when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about Greg Biffle's situation. And, uh, boy, I wish he was still racing. That trial would have been a lot more fun if he was. And that's what NASCAR needs. We're going to talk about that, and we'll play the uh, all-important birthday game right after this. We're nearing the home stretch. Green, white checkers. Uh, did you keep up at all with the Greg Biffle deal? You know, his ex-wife, and apparently they he had put installed some uh, security cameras in the home. He says because they thought their the help was stealing from them, and uh, and um, and apparently the cameras stayed operable and stayed oh, up yeah. after he was out yeah. of the house after yeah. the divorce. So anyway, they go to trial. Uh, she, uh, the ex-wife sues, and I think her mother too, because she was living with her in the old house. I'll just read. I'll just read from the. Uh, do we have the typewriter going? No, I don't need. That. Do I need the typewriter for this? Is this going to be news? Oh, okay. So, but, but still, I can still read it in the news voice. Wait a minute. I. What? I see it. I see the ticker. Okay. You see it? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. All right. I don't know if I hear this. Oh man, that's good. A North Carolina jury found former NASCAR driver Greg Biffle invaded the privacy of his then-wife, Nicole, by installing cameras in their bedroom and bathroom, according to a WSOC-TV report. The television station reported the jury awarded her one dollar. One dollar. One fresh, crisp dollar. And we'll meet next week to determine any punitive damages. Maybe more where that dollar came from, is what he's saying. According to court filings, Biffle had said the reason for the cameras was because he believed the maids were stealing from him. I hate that. By way of the cameras, Biffle, according to court filings, discovered his wife was having an alleged affair with her tennis instructor, whom Biffle has sued, alleging alienation of affection. Which, oh, end, end of story. Okay. Alienation of affection, by the way, is, I believe, a law on the books in just a small handful of United States where you can go after the guy who broke up your marriage. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. that. If you're going to get into any of that, don't go to North Carolina. I can tell you right now. I, I, can you believe how fast that teletype works? That's it's, incredible. Yeah. So anyway, this is NASCAR's luck. If Greg Biffle was still in the game, we'd have a really oh. juicy and the TV ratings we talked about oh. earlier would be going, you know, and all this could be just an innocent misunderstanding. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, he, he he earned, or his race teams earned, you know, 30 40 $50 million during his race career. So I assume he tucked enough away to be able to pay that $1 <laughs> and a $1 jury award. But he's not out of the woods because uh, they say they're going to meet next week and talk about the possibility of punitive damages. Uh, and that's where you can get it hit. You know, that could be 10 or 20 bucks. Well, and then you also have the attorney fees. Don't oh, my we, goodness. That's yeah, right. Attorney fees. Oh, my. He's, got a, he's got a race again. He needs <laughs> the money. 
All right, we, we, laugh, we laugh. My because, team, Listen, it's like a bad, bad hop to the groin. We laugh when it's somebody else. <laughs> it's a lot funnier when it's we somebody else. We might see him at Darlington or yeah. Indy. Now, if we see him, yeah, we'll walk the other way, first of all, if we ever run into him. <laughs> but if we're confronted with him, we just shake our head and pretend it wasn't us. <laughs> we didn't talk about that at all. What? All right, birthday game. You want to play the birthday game? Yeah. We do this every week because Galvin Kelly's good at picking, bir- at, uh, picking birthdays. Normally. Uh, now, today, we sit here on a Wednesday, August 15th. By the way, it's my mom's birthday today. My well, happy birthday, this morning. Mrs. Willis. Yes, she was uh, looking good for you know for her age. <laughs> I bought her something. And she stared at it like, "What the hell? I don't even know what it is." That's always a good sign. What is this? <laughs> oh, well, if you have to ask, <laughs> why is it in a brown paper bag? <laughs> I'm kidding. Doesn't Seagram's come in a brown paper bag? <laughs> oh, she would have loved that big old jug of Seagram's. Uh, all right, here we go. Today, Carl Edwards. Remember Cousin Carl? This is his second year out of the game now, and nobody ever hears from him because he doesn't do social media, hardly ever shows up anywhere. One of the smartest men in the history of racing. He's <laughs> out, and you don't see him. Went to the woods like Ward Burton. Um, but Ward shows up every now and then. All right. Anyway, today, Carl Edwards. How old is he? Carl Edwards? Smart guy. No, this is Carl Edwards, not Carl Edwards Jr., right? What? No, this is right. This is Carl Edwards, the former race car driver. Well, you know, there's a lot of Carl Edwards. I know you give me that look, and it made me think I really screwed something up because I'm capable of doing that. All right, all right. So, uh, 38. Pretty good. 39. Yeah. I told you he was good at this. Yeah. Of course, I suspect he might cheat. Andy Petrie, Andy? longtime crew chief, then a team owner, then a TV guy. Wow, Andy! It's a happy birthday oh. to Andy. Andy Petrie. Andy. Andy Petrie. Andy, Andy Petrie. Okay. Well, that air is so good for a podcast. My, can you use my lifeline? No. Are you um, cheat? Are you going to cheat no. again? No, no, no. All right. Um, when in doubt, take a stab. I'll say... Uh, There's a lot of numbers you can choose from. I'll say 60. That's some crap. Right on it. After all that. Right on did you, no, no. did you cheat? You're looking at your phone. I, that's my Hey Willie. I'm, oh, okay. I'm doing a Hey Willie uh, shout out. Robin Pemberton. Robin? Robin Pemberton. Birthday is today. All right. So, uh, Robin Pemberton. Crew chief for Rusty Wallace a lot of years. Yeah, uh, there's a, see, there's a lot. Went to work for NASCAR. There's a lot of the Pemberton boys. Kind of like the czar of uh, the rules committee there for a yeah. long time. You know, his yep. uh, brother is uh, yep, still basically in the game. manages uh, JR Motorsports, yep. Junior Motorsports. Yep. So anyway, today's Robin Pemberton's birthday. Oh, boy. Take a shot. How oh, old? boy. Okay, 55. Really? Okay. All right. Moving along. I, I don't know how old Robin Brown that's, that's That's the whole problem with this. Is I couldn't find his birthday anywhere. Really? Yeah, I couldn't find out. I looked at everywhere I could find, find a bio of Robin Pem- Pemberton. Apparently, he's done a pretty good job of keeping it under wraps. That's good. But I'm going to say he's, I would guess, 62. I would guess 62 or 3. I don't know. He got in. You know what? It doesn't matter because we don't know. He was so Call him. He was so young when he, he started. We all were so young. I know, point. but he was younger than me when he was yeah. the... Uh, well, he's caught up to you. Well, I don't Speaking of so. catching up to you, Friday, <laughs> former NASCAR champion from 1960, Rex White. Little Rex White. Rex White? Rex White. 82. 89. Wow. Yeah. 
I'll get, I won't knock you too bad on that one because once the years get up so far, you, you're giving. Hey, a I got over way. eighty, so you're right. Uh, Sunday this weekend, the Chief Dale Enman. Dale Enman, yeah, Hall of Famer Dale Enman, the man with eight Cup championships as a crew chief, seven of them with Richard Petty, mm. one of them with Terry Labonte. And Dale Enman, Hall of Famer, the first crew chief to go into the Hall of Fame, I do believe. But anyway, Sunday's his birthday. Which one will it be, Mr. Kelly? Uh, 80. Pretty good. 82. Good okay. shot. That's pretty All right. good. All right. Monday, we got one more. Last one. Monday, Monday, coming up, Dr. Jerry Punch. Dr. Jerry? Jerry Punch on Monday. Oh, I miss Dr. Jerry Punch. Yeah. How old is he going to be Monday? I think we're approximately the same age, so I'm going to say 62. 65. You're a little off on that one. Usually a little better. All right. Yeah. Anything else in closing? That's the birthday game. Well, just so people know, Yeah. Uh, way back when, yeah. he was a resident at the uh, hospital in Benel. He lived there? He, I think he <laughs> lived. What a funny think, medical. Term. I think he, he, I think he lived in Ormond. Yeah, but he did his residency. Oh, that's what you meant. At, in the uh, in the Flagler Hospital, I think it was the Benell Hospital right. back then. Yeah, in the ER. Yeah, and then he so he'd have weekends off and he'd fly out, do radio, yep. and then come back. I mean, he went to the pits with Jerry Punch. He worked every weekend. Yeah. So it's crazy. He's almost got as much energy as Joey Chipwood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's well respected in the garage area. Uh, all right. Maybe we well got a new name here. Jerry for- Punch, CEO. <laughs> Dr. Jerry Punch. All right. You want to close out? What? We got anything else on the agenda? Or are we done? Um. Let me look here. No. We're it. That's it. Till next week. Till next week, sir. Ken Willis, Gavin Kelly. So long. Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motor Mouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotorMouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motor Mouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal.